From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Friday, February 16th. I'm Sarah Reif. As voters in Mendocino County receive their second round of ballots, second assembly district candidates are sprinting to the March 5th deadline to see who makes it into the runoff. At last night's candidate forum in the Ukiah City Council Chambers, sponsored by the Mendocino Women's Political Coalition, AAUW of Ukiah, and the Northern California Youth Policy Coalition, would-be assembly members joked and jabbed at each other. Even Rusty Hicks, who mostly received stony stares from his colleagues on the dais, got a laugh line when he picked up on calls to get out the vote. For voters that are not Republican outside of District 1 here in Mendocino County, I want to make sure that you vote on the right ballot. I think the county registrar... Supervisor Ted Williams never missed an opportunity to attack Hicks, even invoking the oath of public office to defend against all enemies to label Hicks, with his vast trove of money from outside the district, as a domestic enemy. In his now-routine pummeling of the Democratic Party chair, he laid the recent PG&E rate hikes at the feet of the highest-ranking incumbent. How did this sail through? Nobody thought, this is unjust? We actually have the chair of the California Democratic Party here. If we do rebuttals, maybe he can answer. But it worries me when I see $750,000 contributed from SEPRA Energy to the California Democratic Party. And then we see that utility tax show up. Nobody wants to take credit for the language. Michael Greer, the only Republican in the race, walked in wearing a hat decorated with 49ers buttons and got the most mileage out of the anti-incumbent sentiment. And I think one of the reasons I'm involved in these forums is so I can get everybody's heart to beat a little bit faster. Time and again, he made the point that Democratic leadership was in place as kids struggle to read, homelessness abounds, and wildfires sparked by PG&E's unregulated infrastructure raged through towns like his former home of Paradise. The biggest problem we've had is that we have not had the oversight. The government did not do their job. Frankie Myers, vice chair of the Yurok tribe, attempted to ride the anti-incumbent wave by asking Hicks and Santa Rosa City Council member Chris Rogers why they had not done more to rein in PG&E. Rogers engaged. If I could, I just want to make sure I understand the, the question. So are you asking why, as a city council member who has led efforts to defeat PG&E-sponsored legislation, I haven't done more while rebuilding my community that was burnt down by PG&E? I just, I just want to make sure I'm Absolutely. clear what so, the question is. So you is. were the lead staffer for Mike McGuire's office, correct? I was his senior field rep, yes. Senior field rep. So we're not doing a back and forth. Oh, yes. Yeah, clarify sorry. the yeah. question. Chris, did you want to have a rebuttal? No, I think it's self-evident. Thank okay. you. When it came to the difficulties of insuring homes due to fire risk, Myers traced it back to the repression of indigenous land management strategies. Fire insurance is hard to get. Absolutely. It's a clear path forward of how we could fix it. Absolutely. But as a tribal leader, I'm forced to go back to the teachings that we've had since time immemorial, which is looking at the root of the problem and how do we address it holistically. Now, we fought to ensure $20 million gets on the ground to bring fire back to our landscape, but we need more and we need better representation. Coyote Valley Tribal Chair Michael Hunter came to the front of the chamber to get a close look at the candidates as they all agreed to protect Jackson Demonstration State Forest and restore it to indigenous land management. Hicks went first. Uh, yes and yes. I mean, the fact that you... Uh, <laughs> okay, I should stop now. 
The fact that you have um, the regulations around demonstration forests put in place in the 1940s and 50s, a lot has changed in the last 75 years. And therefore, it makes sense, in my mind, to revisit what those regulations look like. Candidates also pledged their commitment to funding schools as they answered a question submitted by the Northern California Youth Policy Coalition about ensuring education for rural students. Healdsburg City Council member Ariel Kelly agreed that attendance and truancy are huge issues and that families need more support in getting kids to class. But there's 70 school districts in Humboldt County. Some of those school districts have six kids. There's 40 school districts in Sonoma County. We have a lot of superintendents, a lot of uh, required state plans, a lot of overhead and administration that's required to run 70 school districts and 40 school districts in our neighboring counties. Um, there is a lot of work being done to ensure that the dollars we're spending on education are going to fund teachers and helping to support students in the role. I think we have a lot more work to do to advance it, ensuring that those dollars are, are being used to the highest and best use. And with removal of the Potter Valley dams expected to begin this decade, candidates hit water policy as well. Myers highlighted his history as lead negotiator for Yurok tribal water rights, while Kelly noted recycled water projects in Ukiah and the likelihood that higher water prices will drive conservation. Greer complained about state-funded water projects for the more populous South and said he thought the North should get some state money for water projects, too. Williams and Rogers also both called for more state funding for infrastructure. Rogers highlighted his commitment to insurance reform at a previous forum that aired on KZYX, and he had an opportunity to address it again last night. I actually think of home hardening very similar to uh, herd immunity that we all learned about during the pandemic. During a wildfire, your home either becomes kindling that helps move the fire, or it becomes a preventative barrier that helps slow it down or stop it. The deadline to cast ballots for the primary election is March 5th. With a crowded field for retiring 2nd Assemblymember Jim Wood's seat, the race is widely expected to continue until November. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.